wellness podcast going on right now with your yoga. What's yeah. up? What's up, Brown? Yeah, I started this month-long wellness race yesterday. Yes. Yes. The first pillar was for the first week, food. So this week, uh, I just started yesterday with the food. And we'll continue through the week, this uh, five days, and then activity, then uh, rest, and then thought. Those four weeks, commitment. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, yeah. hey, Dr. Rao, I, I got to tell you, man, I'm proud of you, man. I, I see you. You you work hard on your podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, uh, you work very hard, too, King, you know. So. Thank you. Thank you, brother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so let me ask you, Dr. Rao, how important is a nice Christmas gift? You see the title? Yes, yeah. I don't think uh, the gift uh, in the physical form is necessary if you have a gift from the heart. So for the people that, in the back that uh, don't understand what that means, can you break down the gift yeah. from the heart, what that means, what that means? What... You know, I told you, as I said, as I understood that Christianity through that film I watched as a child, um, he said to love as a human is my religion. So to give love to anybody unconditionally, that's the gift, you know? So you don't have to uh, give anything physical if you can give them a smile, a kind word, or help in when they need it, or, you know, lift them up with friendship, warmth, and love. That's what true Christian spirit, I think, you know. I like that. I like that. So you said the gift of uh, just a smile and a hug. Yeah. Mm. And then it, it goes a long way, right? And the moment you kind of uh, acceptance. See, what happened to me was as a child, I was given this heartfulness from my uh, mom, from my, uh, you know, relatives. And they were, because I am, I have been anything. I was a... Uh, I was a really spoiled kid because my mom's a seventh child, right? So mm -hmm. I was always with mommy. And then if I, yeah, I'm in the seventh child. But then uh, what it was, was, my mom used to yield to my kind of, uh, you know, real mischief because she used to tell me, if I say, oh, I have abdominal pain today, I cannot go to school. She would say, okay, fine. Then I used to go and play myself. Don't want to go to school. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, even though I did that, she always uh, showed me that I'm important, no matter uh, whether outward things are there or not. And I was spoiled for five years, uh, or maybe uh, up to 10 years. Uh, then uh, I wasn't even learning uh, uh, alphabets also. But then... I took an entrance exam and uh, uh, went into high school direct instead of skipping the primary school. Wow. Uh, but I did very well from then onwards. I didn't look back at the top of the class all the time. So maybe I'm a late bloomer. But the important thing was, I was always felt like I'm valued. You know, so that is kind of unconditional love yes. is something very valuable. I think. Yes. You know? So I. I always say this, King, I think you will like this. What I say is, I'm a product of Indian heartfulness mm. and American self-actualization. I like that. I like that. I like that, brother. Yeah. That's yeah. what 
America does, right? It gives you the freedom to grow, freedom to explore, and freedom to really, um, you know, go into what you want, you to, want achieve. to achieve. So that kind of thing. Dr. Rao, I love it, man. It sounds good, but you, you still sound kind of cheap, Dr. Rao. Um, <laughs> hey, Dr. Rao, you don't believe in giving no gifts, man? You don't want to spend no money? No, no, I'm, I'm saying uh, it's not uh, necessary to give those gifts if you can give the love first, you know. But, but with the love, so. as a token, you can do it. But it has become more like a, a fascination with it. Not only here, everywhere, it has become more like Everywhere. a trend. Yeah. But, Dr. Ryan, you don't got to spend a million dollars on the gift. Yeah, this is No, no, it's yeah, a spirit. Okay, so this is my thing. You spend money on food. Yeah. You spend money on clothes. You spend money on cars. Yeah. All type of stuff. So, I don't see nothing wrong with you giving a token of your appreciation no. to someone. I yeah, I do. I, I do give, uh, like, uh, to all the staff, uh, even though I don't uh, eat the meat, I give them money to buy turkey on Thanksgiving and yeah. the annual Christmas party and where the gifts are exchanged. But my point is, what is behind the gift is more important than the gift. Yes, of course. I, I would hope that's why you're giving a gift. Because yeah, you but, you know, but you know, the fact is, it has mm -hmm. turned out more commercial than the real thing. Yeah, it has become more commercial yeah, than the real thing. I'm bringing notice. All I'm saying is exchange gifts if you want to, but don't make it only commercial. Don't make it only at that level. You know? Absolutely. It, it should be um, heartfelt. It should be from the soul. Yeah, it's not a question, right. of, question of enhancing that spirit of giving from the heart. Yes, absolutely, from the heart. And, mm -hmm. and, and that's what I'm talking about. However, yeah. I, I still love you if I get nothing. However, yeah, yeah, I do that too. <laughs> yeah, I still love you if I get nothing. However, I, I would appreciate a nice Christmas card, even if it's a quarter, even if it's a dollar card. Sure, sure. Something you pick it up yourself, personalize, write it down. I am yes. for because yes. to celebrate all their birthdays. I never miss one of my birthday. I mean, my, my kids' one birthday. All birthdays I celebrate. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Shout out to that. Yeah, birthdays. You know, yeah. you know, I know some people don't celebrate Christmas. You know, people. actually, these mm -hmm. other festivals are celebrations which should bring us back to the spirit. You know, yes, yes. That's, that's the reminder of them. You know, in India, they have so many festivals. Almost every month, one festival. Oh, I know. Yeah, I live around a lot of Indians here the, in Georgia. It's big festivals where they shut the streets down. Yeah, and uh, they 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 be gathered doing big events. I don't even know what events they are. But, uh, but you know what I find? Unfortunately, mm. they don't get the spirit of those festivals behind what you buy, their established, what they were and all. I went and studied all of them. Each one has got so much information about human enhancement. Mm. For example, Diwali. Diwali means a uh, uh, festival of lights. Yes, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know about that one, yeah. Diwali. That, that one is supposed to be victory of the noble over the evil and lighting up so that your ignorance will be gone and you are in knowledge. Mm. Truth. So there's a lot in that Diwali and people uh, miss that because the light is within you. Mm, I like that. The light is within you. 
Yeah, I mean, there's so many more, so much more. But he has so, this big 
tummy that represents like once you put something in your tummy, it stays there. Like other people's secrets, you keep it in your tummy. You don't want to blurt it out to everybody. Damn, you're breaking this shit. Damn. That's what it happens when you go and find out why these things are established, what was behind and all. So what it is is he is representing the qualities of achievement, of flexibility, of hearing, of farsightedness, of trying to be, be friends with people so that you can keep their secrets and also try to conquer the sin. When you do this, you will have accomplishment in your life. So, obstacles will go. That is what he represents. You cannot just say, if he's a physical God there, and if I just pray to him, my obstacle will go. No, he should give you more focus, farsightedness, and flexibility, hearing ability, and overcoming the sin. That means, in India, they promoted ancient Shreyas versus Prayas. Shreyas means long-term gain. Prayas is instant gratification. So you want to choose the long-term gain and then work like that instead of indulging yourself in instant gratification. Damn. Hey, what you know about uh, Hanuman? Hanuman, oh yeah. He's a phenomenal figure. Phenomenal, phenomenal. See, there are four yogas in um, in uh, uh, in the yoga science, like a there is a yoga for action, yoga for devotion, you know, yoga for knowledge, and yoga for energy, like that, okay? Several of them, you know, and the focus also. So he is the most concentrated, most devoted, and very good at action. And at the same time, he is so devoted to the his Lord, he is completely, um, uh, you know, uh, unselfish, and also not having any sense of me doing. He's so, so good. And he mastered so much, his powers are um, really immense. He's a symbol of that, symbol of concentration, symbol of devotion. So he combined all the four yogas and he excels all of them. Oh. So Hanuman is a big deal in yoga. Yeah, I know, because Hanuman looks like a, uh, like a monkey, right? Yes, monkey. But then that's the thing. You have a monkey mind, but when you do this meditation, that monkey mind is controlled. That's what it represents. Oh, wow. That's deep. Yeah. Actually, you know what? His lord is named Rama, right? So he could not uh, uh, focus his mind that he will indulge in Ram, 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 Ram. That's it. That one word. And then uh, he gets into the dhyana, complete focus, complete, you know, that is actually secret of mind too. What it is is, whatever situation comes, I do dhyana. That means I kind of focus myself into the interior self and stay there. Then superficial mind doesn't go anywhere. Wow. And then you're stable, right? I'm talking to King. I am here and now. You know what, though, Dr. Rao? I'm more like Krishna, the God of compassion, tenderness, and love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Krishna Krishna is a great figure, too, in, in that way. He represents, uh, you know what? He always had a smile through thick and thin. Mm. That is, he chose as a, like a, um, because 
uh, he attained something what is called uh, stable in all conditions. Mm. That is called Sita Pragnata. That's a yogic power you get. Once you understand what is what, then you can be stable in your mind. Whenever you achieve uh, highest, you will be stable. Whenever you go to the lowest depths of your sorrow, you will be stable. Nothing phases you like that. So, so let me ask you this. Do Hindus have a heaven? Hindus? Uh, what? Do Hindus have a heaven? What, what, what oh. do they, where, where do they believe you go after you pass? Uh, I mean, the real Hindu Vedanta philosophy tells you the hell and heaven are right here. Right here, yes. Heaven and hell is here, fam. And then in, your mind, in your mind, your mind mm -hmm. can make you hell or heaven. Or heaven, yes. So, but the thing is, they had to put people in some kind of order. So they proposed this uh, place that you could go if you do a good job, uh, and that will be very nice. Or you could go to this uh, where, where you'll be happy. That is for the very basic thing, though. But real um, Hindu philosophy, if you go, they will tell you how to go over your mind and overcome the mind and use the mind and create heaven here. I love it. No, 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 no. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And and so what about, um, what do you know about karma? T tell me about that because that, that really comes from. Yeah. Uh, karma is actually, suppose karma is do. Okay. Do your job. That is karma. If you do your job very well and, you know, benefited everybody and the world and the people and you get some credits, that's called punya, they say, you know, and you accumulate credit, the next life you go, you will have much better life. Mm, I like that. Do, do good. Yeah. Do good and get do good. good. That's the only thing. That's the message. Second thing is, if you do things that are selfish, that are hurting other people or anything like that, then yes. you have bad credits that's called papa okay so what you papa. do is you what you do is if you have done something bad in your past life they had really reincarnation right that's the whole mm -hmm. thing so yeah so you have the bold uh, lives where you did bad then you're going to have to pay for it as you sow you reap right mm -hmm. so you kind of pay for it in this life that's called prarabdha karma what that comes because uh, you have done something bad, that uh, past life, what you did bad, that's called Sanchita Karma. Okay? So you do Sanchita Karma, then as a result, Prabhupada come, comes into your life here, and then you have to go through it. You cannot escape that. Okay? But you can change that future course by doing good in this life here and now. Ooh, I like that. I like and, that. and you accept the karma because you are paying for what you have done. Yes. But at the same time, you can uh, you can wait it out and you can do something else to change the future course so that you will have better life next time. All that is making you to do good. So it's a question of doing good. Why it is called nishkama karma? What it is means is. When you do your job, give the fruits and everything to the Lord. Yes. Come on, man. Yeah. Don't be result-oriented. Right. You know, don't be egotistical and say, I am doing it. You say, 
I'm an instrument in divine hand and he yes. do this good thing. So I don't want to go and say, oh, I know so much, I'm helping so many people. That sense will not be there. Yeah, but at the end of the day, God works through you, though. Yeah, so you let him you know. Are, yes, yes. But you, you, you are doing it, though. God yeah. is doing it through you now. Uh, yeah, but then the independent ego is the problem. That's why we don't want yeah, to Yeah, the ego it. is uh, EGO, exiting God out. But you still have yeah. to be uh, conscious of what's going on. You know yeah. what I mean? yeah. so. that's, that's why it's there. But then you, it's a wonderful feeling when you do without the agency, like I am yes. doing it, and also not worrying to the results. You just do it, duty for the sake of duty. That is Absolutely. karma. Yes, I love it. Yeah, but I'm yeah. I'm doing I'm doing this. I wrote the book. God worked through me. I wrote my book. I'm gonna be honest. I just, hey, God ain't tell me not to love myself now. Okay, yeah, exactly. even in the book it says, "Love your neighbor as you love yourself." Yeah, says, because we're all one. We're all one. That's the thing. Yes, oh. the human tribe, the I human love a, tribe. Hey, King, I came with something last night. I think you will love it. You know what okay, it what is? You Superman, right? He has these uh, eyes that you can see through you, right? Mm -hmm. The eyes. And like that, you see through somebody all the way to the core where you and me are the same. Then there's no separation that he is separate and I'm separate. We are one at the core level. Yes, I love it. You know, I, I always say, you know, to know yourself is to know everybody. And yeah, that is what it means, okay? Because we are all in one energy, there are no others. Uh, then what happens is the energy is so easy to flow between people. Mm. And then you accepted him. You are not judging him They're through the superficial colors, you know, black or white or brown or Chinese or Japanese, Indians or Americans, none of it. Man and woman, none of it. The energy was right to it. And then you have dropped all your prejudices, all your judgments. Yes. Conclude. Let it go. Let it go. Well, you know, I learned to judge. Though I'm, I'm still, I still judge, and I ain't yeah. lie. Yes. You know, I think, I think, I think life is a judgment, but people overlook it. When you woke up this morning, you yeah. made a judgment. Yeah. You know, but I think you should judge righteously, not unrighteous. You yeah. understand? Not yeah, the preconceived judgments, like you yeah. say, no but discrimination. We're one human. Most tribe. of the time, our judgment is uh, the other way. That's why I meant that. Yeah. Yes, no, 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 I'm with you, honey. And I yeah. love it, man. And I can't wait to the next Diwale. <laughs> Diwale. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah Diwale and the Ganesh Festival. I can't wait because you kind of broke it down. Yes. You know, and made it make sense. I think that when people see these gods or see certain stuff in the Hindu religion, you can say, damn, they, they praising a monkey? They praising an elephant? But people don't know the true yeah. meaning behind things like the yeah. way you broke it down so it's, it's different a lot of indians don't know like uh, i was breaking down they were always uh, oh my god you know but then it dance on them and then uh, hopefully they will clutch into that you know because uh, i will be very cool and calm in all the festivals when i was talking about these things and those things because mm -hmm. i enjoy the significance of christmas significance of thanksgiving significance of independence day significance of diwali anything uh, even jewish festivals all of them if you look at it almost all the same they have something deeper to convey let me ask you something hmm. do do you feel like uh, 
Indian um, people sometimes are hard on their uh, on people they love. Sometimes a little too hard on people they love. What you think? It's not uh, hard, probably. It may look like through a Western mind, but it's more like a. Suppose you and me are very good brothers, you know. Mm-hmm. And we could take each other. We may be saying things like, "We don't have to start with thank you." Hey, get me that, you know. And then I don't have to thank you. It's taken granted that you and me are one. We can help each other. That kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, I was asking that for a reason because my girl dealt with a lady from India. Um, I think she had an arranged marriage at first, but she broke it off and married somebody else. I think she got disowned from her family, but she worked with her and she befriended this lady. Mm. And um, one day the lady, I don't know, she got, I don't know, disrespectful or something um, mm. with her. And, and, and that, that, that made her disheartened about Indian people. However, um, I told her when I spoke to you, 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 you gave me a different outlook because I heard the fact that yeah. you're even hard on your son. You love him, but you still discipline in a way. You, 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 yeah. you still, yeah, yeah. You know, because, you know, love is correction. And I think a lot of people don't understand that because I'm like, even Dr. Brown, when you said your son shouldn't get caught up in the applause, but in the perfection of his craft, of his art, you I was like, wow. So you, so you, go ahead. He was here over the weekend, right? Mm-hmm. And I knew that he was having this rose parade because he told me when it came and then he's preparing very hard, right? Mm-hmm. And I knew the importance of rose parade because I enjoyed it in the past, you know? I looked at it, I know what it is and all that, right? It's a big mm-hmm. deal for the fans uh, to have that. We're kind of a Super Bowl-like for them, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I recognize that, but he was not, claiming anything like that. He was just being very um, focused on preparing this band very well and all that. He wasn't bragging about how big deal that is, that they got the chance, nothing like that. See how he has evolved into... He was doing what he wants to do. He's enjoying that, but he's not bragging about it. Mm, I like it. He's not looking for anybody's approval, but I, I recognize how significant that is. I kind of brought that importance to my wife doesn't know anything about that. Uh, so I told her about it and she was very happy after she understood what an achievement he had and where he's going and all that, you know? And mm. he uh, recognizing that made him happy. I but he was, he was not bragging. I told her how important that is. So that is the result of making them realize that you will focus on what you are doing not on the praise and everything that you come from other people. So then automatically they will come, then you will take it easily. Like, for example, almost everywhere I go, people say something complimentary about what I said or about me or whatever. But I always watch. It doesn't go, go to my head. <laughs> That's mm. it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Let me ask you something. Are there black Hindus? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because some of them um, in the southern states, especially, uh, they are not just brown, they are just plain black. And the mm. black is also is celebrated as the color of the God. Mm, okay. Yeah, they say Krishna is black, Rama is black, their biggest gods are black. 
Wow. And then what they say, you know, Neela Mega Sham. That means Neela means like a dark cloud, you know. Um, mm -hmm. He's beautiful like that dark cloud. Wow. And yo, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. They really believe this beautiful. Mm. You should see them, uh, the, some of the blacks in Tamil Nadu, otherwise, they are so black, they are shy. Mm. No, I got you. I got you. Handle your business, Dr. Ryan. I know you're over there. I don't know where you at. I'm at home right now. I'm oh, in the okay. yoga studio. I just finished the yoga. Then I saw you. But then uh, Sandra was talking. I knew. So she... what do you think about this? It says Indian racism towards black people is almost worse than white people's racism. What do you think about that? Uh, Are Indian ladies talking about that? Uh, I, there is a... Uh, Tell the truth. Tell the truth, Ryle. Listen, I'm not saying you. No, no, no. Because I know you love everybody. I want to know. I, I, I don't uh, do anything out of my energy because it's always uh, free flowing, really. You know? Yes. So mm -hmm. what I'm saying is, black and white like one division, but India has their divisions across, upward, downward, all over. Mm -hmm. So many places. Okay. So divide. Mm -hmm. As uh, caste and all that, you know that you know how it came casting is also yeah, the British. caste system. Yeah, Britishers really enhanced that. Mm. Okay. It was a bad interpretation. Originally, you are particular caste by what you do. That is what is written in Bhagavad Gita. Yes. Yeah, about what you do. Mm -hmm. I know. Later on, they made it like a. Where if you are born into a, a certain family, you get that caste. That is the best. With the, with the caste system, okay? Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is hypothetically, if somebody in their family, if, if a person that was an untouchable or a sudra became that, a doctor. That's the problem with the modern India. They don't do that. Damn. So they just keep it the same? Yeah. Even if... That's the thing. That's the problem. But then a lot of people have grown out of it, you know, so. Wow. Okay. Wow. You should have moved up. Yeah, okay. like, I, I like that. You are living here as a black, you know. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you really separate yourself from all whites, how do you feel? If you separate yourself from all whites? Ah, that's it. That's it. That's why I don't identify with any of the isms, not even nationalities, not even... Uh, Hinduism or anything like that, but you can learn from them. You can see that oh, I'm learning from it now. Even when you talked about the elephant god, I learned from it. I love it. I, I love what you said about the belly and the ears and see, the what I, what I don't practice is the mm -hmm. dualistic, superstitious practices that these people do without understanding them. Mm. For example, there's called yagna. What they do is they put a fire in front of you. And they're going again to that to worship it, right? You know what mm. the meaning of that was? That is uh, what is called tyaga. That means sacrifice. You sacrifice your own internal qualities uh, into the fire so that you are purified in spirit. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Very few people know about that. So. Man, you teaching me, man. I feel like, I, like, I'm, like I'm an Indian in this mom up here. I yeah. feel ready. You got to teach me an um, Indian class so I can go over there with them folks to get some of that good food over there. 
<laughs> no, because we, we have but, Indian but, uh, know, restaurants down the street. Some of these people get hurt, King, because they value these things so much than the real thing. They get hurt. Yeah, I know. I know. They, I know. they, don't, they don't know anything about Hanuman, but they just go and, uh, you know, prostrate in front of him without realizing his qualities and how he showed those can be achieved by our effort. Break that down. What you mean? What, what you mean by that? For example, I said dhyana. That means go into a meditation, right? So right. whenever some problem comes, you go into the meditation, calm your worry of the superficial mind, then you will have an insight into your problem, and then you can solve your problem that way. So, so let me ask you something. When Hanuman, um, when they're worshiping him, they, they, they worship him as a symbol of physical strength, perseverance, and devotion. Mm. Right? Well, they only think that he has a lot of powers that he will give them to him. Mm. What it is, is he's a symbol of those powers and how to attain them. You have to do that to get it. What, you, you got to meditate? What you mean? You got to do what to get it? You got to meditate like he did. You got to uh, energize your body like he did. Um, the, he does the yoga and everything very well, right? And he has to breathe like he did. Um, so he has uh, concentrated his mind so much. He has tremendous power of concentration. Oh, I see it. So you got the, so you got the honeymoon yeah, pose. I didn't even know that. You got the monkey pose. Yes. But the monkey mind is turned into something very focused, concentrated uh, mind. That can be done by us too. Hanuman has so much to teach if you really learn from it. You know? But he is asking you to do it. And he will... Uh, is like a source of uh, um, immense support if you understand those qualities. Mm. So what is the what is the monkey mind? Break that break that down. What, what, what? Yours is the monkey mind. You go from topic to topic, person to person, all the time. But when did you really stop when you want to meditate? That's it. All of us have the same thing. What is Rig Veda? Do you know what that is? The Vedas. Rig Veda is uh, praising uh, gods um, that were representative of these qualities, you know. Uh, so Vedas are the ancient texts of our, of our humanity, I believe. You know, they are the most ancient. And these are said to be uh, revelations, like uh, God revealed to Moses, uh, like that. These people uh, were meditating so well, so much, they concentrated mind so much, then they heard the inner divine voice, and out of that, those things were, uh, you know, actually not written down. They absorbed them and they resuscitated them, you know, and then they passed on generation to generation by oral, you know. Uh, so that, that's why they called Shruti. Shruti is that text that were heard from the divine. Damn, you know what, bro? I ain't never know when I was talking to you. You like a goddamn. You like a yoga master in this bitch, because yoga origins can be traced to northern India over five thousand years ago. Yeah, I didn't know yoga came from India. Yeah, not even five thousand. It is about fifteen thousand, twenty thousand years ago. Oh, it said five thousand. I'm just, I'm just reading. 
I know, but the thing is, that is what it is there. So they are very ancient, but the thing was, those uh, texts that were heard later on put on the paper, and then later on, people wrote commentaries on them, understanding them, you know? So what it is is, first they were Vedas, and then Vedas, Rigveda is one of the four Vedas, okay? And then the greatest thing about those Vedas is, they conveyed the whole thing in one sentence. Are mm. aham brahmasmi. That means divine and me are one. In me is the divine there, and divine is everywhere too. Tell me if you agree with this. Yeah. What is the purpose of yoga? It says yoga is an ancient system of physical and mental practices that originated during the Hindus Valley civilization. Yeah, that's only a very limited definition of yoga. Yoga. Okay, well, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. Let me finish. The fundamental purpose of yoga is to foster harmony in the body, mind, and environment. What do you think? What What is the purpose of that yoga is, to you? That is very limited. Actually, yoga is to realize that you have a um, universal self, and you are part of it. See the God all-pervading everything energy and you are in that and you are part of that energy but we think we are a separate individual separate body separate mind and all that and that's why our struggle is to go towards that union so mind body and all these things are really purified with yoga practices so that you can sit down and turn inward and find out where you are are you feeling that you are separate from the universe or you mm -hmm. are one with the universe? I like that. Clean up your mind. Yes, you have to. And then, you know what? The reverse effect happens. When you really find yourself, your body, mind are very healthy. Okay. Only when you, you think you are separate, like you, King and me, we are separate. That's a different thing, right? But when I know King in his inner uh, awareness, me, my inner awareness, we are the same awareness. Absolutely. I love that. So so my question for you is, is your mirror clean? Oh, yeah, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all the time. All my the mirror time. is clean all the yeah. time. I love it. No, 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 man, I love it because I just didn't know because, you know, you got me meditating even more now. You and another friend of mine, both happen to be African Americans, uh, but then both have caught this um, than anybody else. This mirror cleaning thing. I told you about it, and you caught yes, it. Yes, I and love it. The same thing with um, uh, Blaze also. She's also my friend, you know, on the clubhouse, first friend probably. And she, yeah. caught it. she caught it, and she's practiced. I'm very happy when somebody picks it up and repeats back to me. I'm very, very happy. No, I love it, man. Like I say, you got me meditating more. Like, you know, take time and just meditate and become one with yeah. yourself and your body. Become spiritually aligned. Yes. Um, you know, and allow yourself to empty your mind. That is the unfortunate thing about yoga understanding is in the West, they think that yoga asanas are everything uh, uh, just uh, that's the only yoga. No, not at all. It's like a band-aid, you know. You have to do the major surgery on yourself to understand yes. yourself.
I love it. I love it. I love it because you can reduce stress and induce inflammation. You can reduce ah, anxiety. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. That's why I kind of uh, started this wellness program where they can understand. Uh, one Indian guy came last night. He was asking, oh, Dr. Alves, I didn't switch to you, upgrading ancient wisdom. And then, he, you know what he wants to do? He wants to learn in that hour the entire thing about enlightenment. But he was missing the point. I'm talking about wellness on all fronts, from the spirit, from the mind, from the body. You got to do all of that. You know, you got to start with what you put in your mouth. You have to exercise. You have to rest and to sleep better. And you have to meditate. All these things have to be done all the time. So normal doctors, what they're doing, they just don't care about these things because this is beyond their purview, they think. And they let people get sick. When they come, they treat. That's also important. We have to treat that too. But then why don't we work in the beginning where they will not even get sick? That is my uh, maybe altruistic, maybe whatever, impractical, soccer, whatever they think. But I want to teach people, pay attention to your lifestyles, you know, and then see what is going wrong and fix them. Then you don't have to be sick. You know, if you are sick, okay, we'll take care of you. But can we help you not to get sick? That's the thrust of this Marman's struggle. So, so let me ask you something. What is your mantra when you do yoga? I am content at this moment. I am not my emotions. What is your mantra? Oh, mantra is uh, just he be here and now. And I will be repeating through the practice. Be here and now. Deep breathe and do both sides of the body. Be here now means you are aligned with your mind. Yo, I'm listening. Cassandra, I know you're listening. Yeah, I love meditation now. Dr. Rao got me on that. And I think sometimes when your mind gets busy, if you just disconnect from everything, just meditate, it's just better. But I think you get a better sleep and everything. You know, I'll tell you another secret here. Actually, our real nature is always in meditation because we are so far away from our real nature, we need the urge to meditate again. We have to start that, that the restlessness and everything is caused because we identified with the mind and thinking. Well, without... I, I mean, listen, man, you still. You still go through life and you have things that you think about, your mind begins to race. Yeah. But you know, you imagine, imagine you are born into the ancient times. What it would be is they will teach this first. They won't let you go, um, you know, berserk about uh, not understanding the mind and then uh, indulging all sorts of thoughts and then clean it up. But what says, you kind of understand what it is to be meditative and then use the thought. That's what me. I'm doing that all the time. See, I'm in meditativeness when I'm talking to you, King. Yes, I love that because listen, if you keep your mirror clean, you can definitely do it. Ah. But I'm not I'm not gonna say that um it's foreign oh, to actually think it, about things. You, you throughout can, the day, throughout the yep. day, we mm -hmm. throw dust at the mirror without realizing. 
and then we want to sit down and clean up. But if you are originally clean, why do you have to throw dust at it? You'll be careful, right? Yes. That's so, what so, so let me ask you something. So yeah. are you saying that you don't um, get flustered at things? Not now, because it used to be like that. Okay. See, it used to be like that, but years of understanding, teaching. See, one of the things is, when I'm talking to you, I'm also learning by teaching you. I'm reinforcing my learning. Yes. That happens to that. time, right? That happens to you also, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. When you actually teach what you know, you, you're actually teaching yourself So as, as I'm well. To meditation, I'm reinforcing what I know already that you know, my mirror can be clean all the time. Yes, I think uh, one thing that you said that uh, was dope to me was forgive as you go. Ah, let it go. Let it go. That's, exactly. that's powerful uh, about keeping the flow. Yeah, exactly. That is what it is. You are in the flow. Exactly. You are in the flow. Then you don't have to really worry about the impending thoughts and all that. This is what Ramana taught me. He said, do work with your hands. And hands means entire body and all that. Uh, but use your thought also as a consider as a body. But with a silent mind. I love it. And you also healed yourself. I think that's so dope too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Because movement of mind is not there, then all the stress hormones are not there. That's real. I love it. Forgive as you go. I love it. And appreciate the gift of life. Yeah. And I love what he said about the hard gifts for Christmas. And we'll be honest with y'all, some of y'all got to reach in your pockets. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? And, and yeah, what, gifts. I, what I kind of so really feel sad about is when I see only the material things are exchanged without any heart in it. Like, yeah, but, uh, Dr. Brown, come on, man. Yeah. Dr. Rao, bro, let's be real. I'm not exchanging gifts with you if my heart isn't in it, though. <laughs> That's the thing. They feel it. If you care about people, if you care about their development, their uh, lack of suffering, that's all giving out of heart, too, you know? Yeah, and I, listen, man, I'm dropping an album called Soulless Generation. I believe uh, we're in a soulless yeah, yeah. generation. Uh, um, my language now. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm using your language now. <laughs> yeah. That's Damn. very good. You just don't took the copyright and put it on there. What I'm saying <laughs> is, you're absolutely right. We have to have a heart, soul That's what into I, things I, I even more. We have to give more soul into the generation. That's that's exactly true. Yes. More we are coming together in the way we see a spiritual being. King. That's why we kind of rhyme very well. Yes, sir. Come on, man. I understand that we spiritual beings having a human experience. I know, you know, I've been understanding it for a while, but I, yeah. um, looking more into meditation, I think that's the kind of thing. It in you. A lot of people say that and forget it, but you kind of entrench it in that, you know? Oh, yeah. That, that's why um, when I was talking about that movie Soul, that's yeah. what I see. Yes. I'm not understanding. The first time I heard you and I came, came and talked to you because you talked about this movie Soul. You know? Yes. Yeah. Did you yeah. see the movie yet? Did you see yeah, it? Yeah, I did. I did see it. Right after that, I said, you know. 
Oh, damn, I just sold the movie. Just, I must did a good job on that one. <laughs> yeah. You know, my daughter told me that it was on the Disney. Then uh, she tuned it for me, and then I saw it's an animated movie, but it's very nice. You know, so. It is. It's a good movie. Ladies and gentlemen that are in here, please watch the movie Soul. Great yeah. movie. You the made purpose. this. I did not yeah. watch it. And you mentioned about it and talked about it. Then actually I liked you too because the uh, passion you are telling that story was very nice. Man, it, it just taught me a lot. It taught me to live. The purpose of uh, life is to live. I think that, um, I like think that Buddha quote said. You, you have a talent to tell these things very passionately. That's very nice. Thing. I like I that. that. I appreciate that, Dr. Rad. It means a lot, man. You know, my soul is in it, brother. I'm a soulful brother. No, actually, you... I told my wife back then, look at King, how he passionate, how uh, intent he's talking about. I like this guy, you know. Then yes, sir. I came to you and then we became friends. And yes, sir. Rest of it, history. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. I love it. And, and, and you continuously uh, teach me to clear my mind and also, you know, keep the ego at bay, yeah. you know, because... You know, I'm a very confident dude. I'm a very, you know, um, no, no, lover. So you go, <laughs> you know, you can make your ego a very good servant. But then, oh, yeah, listen, your, your ego, I, I think that ego, um, when it comes to an office presentation or doing a sport or something like that, it can work. But when you have ego towards your own problems, mm -hmm. it can work against you sometimes because I now, you can't take correction because you're too egotistical to take it. Exactly. So when, when Dr. Rugg tells you, listen, don't get caught up in that. Yeah. Yeah, you, like, like you told your son, don't get caught up in the applause. Don't let one or two things get you because that is your ego talking to you. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you did a good job? Not the crowd, but do you feel like you've done a good job? And like you said, perfect your art. I think more people need to understand that. Matter of fact, DMX says something like that. He says, I'm not affected by people's praise or their dis disapproval. Because he said, if, 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 if I let their praise lift me up, then their disapproval of me will surely take me down. So like a said, like a mm -hmm. put air in there, and then we think that's real. They come and put a pin. The whole air is gone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Inflate or deflate. You know what happens in meditation? You get to see this inflation, deflation much more clearly, and you carry it to the life, and then it's much easier to see that. Yeah, that's how I'm rocking, man. I'm, that, that's how I'm rocking. That's why, you know, like I said, I'm in my 30s now. Um, I know you, 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 you were like the 60s. I know you've got a, a, a lot of knowledge, and I respect you as a as an elder, they say every time we lose an elder, a library burns to the ground. Yes. Um, yeah, that's why, I, you know, I love to listen. And I, I know it's a lot more for young me people, to learn. Young people have to know this because young people have the energy and the strength to probe into these deeper spiritual issues. And also, their mind is not yet set like an old person is. I don't know, I, 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 can't, I, I wish I could agree with that, but I see a lot of old dogs. They yeah. might be 16 and be an old dog, because you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Uh, yeah. A lot of people uh, are strong. Yeah. A lot of people are strong and wrong in this generation. In they how they the know everything. Yoga sense explained that. They explained in their previous life, they were like that. 
So they're carrying it. That's called samskaras. You know how many marriages are saved by um, helping them to understand this? Because girls and boys, they get attracted to each other and they get married, right? And then mm-hmm. they're out falling in love. That means with a heart. And then later on, their mind creeps in with all these samskaras and they start finding faults with other people. That's called samskara incompatibility. How, how, do you, how, how do you spell that, Sakara? How do you spell it? S K A M, Samskara, S K A R A. Hold on, Arkin. You know, your, your accent heavy, man. Say S- it one more time. Say it one more time. S A M S A M S K A R A. Oh, I see it. I see it. I see it. I see it. Yeah. Okay. So if you have those Samskaras, like they are like a. Wired uh, network in your mind, right? So they you come with those wired networks, and they operate over you. You don't even know they're coming out of you. Wow! Damn! Somebody screams at you. Yeah, somebody uh, is uh, nasty at you. They may not even know it, but they just blurt it out, and they do it with each other. This these young couples, they take it to the heart. And they break apart just because of one argument. Mm. So when I showed them this, when I showed them that's not really you, go back to your heart rather than these conclusions, they were able to understand and then understand each other better. Also, let it go when that happens. What do you mean when you say that's not really you? What, what, what does that mean? When they say it, See, your heart is there, not uh, coming out. You, only your words, your samskaras are coming out. Right. What, 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 which kind of means you, you're letting but, your physical body and your ego take over and not your spirit. Yeah, because you forgot the, your heart when you're seeing these things. Uh, and then uh, you just burnt it out because they are all hidden up in you. And then they come out. Like a lot of people... Um, say who are that, you are this and all that, but they are talking about the personality, the egoic uh, personality, not to the real self behind that. Mm, I like that. I like that. I like that, brother. Yeah. So You, uh, know, you can forgive you as you go, man. Forgive yeah. as you go. That's yeah. all I can say. Because yeah, so a lot of people live in that state and forget yeah. to come back to their heart. And, and then uh, they break apart because even though they love each other, they break apart based on these samskaras. That's why Samskara incompatibility has to be realized and then understood, and then easily you will get over once you understand the whole thing. But guess what? But guess what, Dr. Rai? If you're doing all the work and they're not doing the work, then y'all going to be in a lopsided relationship because they're still going to stay remaining in the flesh instead of the spirit. So sometimes you got you to gotta leave people where they are sometimes, man. Yeah. You understand if you explain to them, and then they were they want to be... Uh, with each other, they want to have even a slightly, this will come. You're coming out, Dr. Ryan. I love you, brother. You're coming out, man. Shout out to Dr. Ryan for breaking that down.